The Amazing Beauty of Creation is brought to you by CompuKids. CompuKids is an online technology academy for kids. CompuKids offers courses like game development, coding, app development, graphic design, and animation, all especially designed for kids. The CompuKids courses are all available as downloadable multimedia ebooks. CompuKids will help you to prepare your child for the fourth industrial revolution by providing them with valuable technology skills. Support the show by visiting www.compukids.me. That's .me. Assalamu alaikum and welcome back to ABC, The Amazing Beauty of Creation. I'm your host Bilal Katrada. And I'm your co-host Talha Katrada. And today we're going to be talking about even more creepy crawly creatures. Now we seem to be recently fascinated with creepy crawlies. We just finished a series of episodes on spiders which are some of the creepiest creatures in the world as per popular opinion. Tala, why why do we seem to be so obsessed with creepy crawlies? Well, it's it's a deliberate decision to stick to these creatures because um a lot of these creepy creatures are truly fascinating. They are remarkable in a number of ways, but a lot of people overlook that for the simple reason that they're just completely terrified of these creatures. Maybe because they look terrifying, because they got big, big fangs and they got hairy legs <laughs> and, and, and eight eyes. And so, for, for that reason, we like to discuss those creatures. So it it gives people a different way of of looking at them gives them a new level of appreciation for, for these creatures. You know, I can agree with you because uh, prior to our episodes on spiders, prior to our research and episodes, I, I, I never knew that spiders were so fascinating. And I think just studying spiders and just understanding their, their, how they live, understanding their silk and you know, they, how their bodies are made and their eight eyes and everything about them, I, I've got a really new appreciation and a fascination for spiders. And by extension, I, I can see the, the miracle of creation in, in spiders. I can see Allah Ta'ala's might. I can see his creation. I can see intelligent design in the spider. And I mean, it's, it's truly fascinating. I don't want to go back into that, but you know what I'm talking about. For the listeners, if you... Uh, missed out those episodes you can always get it on a number of uh, of our podcast channels i mean we upload to a number of podcasts like the apple podcast google podcast overcast so uh, we've got we've got all the episodes all the past episodes there but nonetheless understanding a little better about these creatures gives us a new appreciation for them and it tells us something else it tells me something else that these are just Little critters that want to get on with their lives. They want to live out their lives. They want to they wanna live peacefully. They don't want anybody uh, interfering with them. And, you know, particularly not humans. Uh, you know, they're more shy and afraid of us than we are of, of them. But, uh, you know, over the years, it's hard to shake off those uh, preconceptions or misconceptions about them, you know, that have been built up over generations but really, if you think about it, these are just innocent creatures that want to get on with their lives. And if they do attack a human being uh, occasionally, it's purely in self-defense more than anything else. So today's creepy crawly critters, what are they? Snakes. 
Now, snakes have a very bad rap in uh, among us humans, right? Because, I mean, we see a snake, no matter what size, we either want to run or we want to kill it. But uh, yet, you know, of the how many how many species known species of snakes are there? Uh, roughly around three thousand. There's about three thousand known species of snakes, and a small percent of those, I think, only about ten to fifteen percent, are actually venomous snakes. And out uh, of the venomous snakes, no, th- th- that fifteen percent, about four hundred and fifty-ish, uh, those are the ones that are, are medically significant if they bite a human. So their bites will be will be harmful. So out of that 3,000, only the small number, 450 of them, will actually, can actually cause serious harm to a person. But I mean, yeah, I mean, how many, how many of those, of that 400 species can actually cause death to a human? I mean, lots of creatures have venom. Uh, I mean, scorpions have venom, but that venom is not necessarily lethal for human beings. You know, maybe a small percent of that 400 will probably you know, cause serious hurt, pain, cause uh, sickness, but, you know, won't cause a quick death like, like the king cobra, for example. The king cobra is, uh, I mean, if it, if it bites you within 15 minutes, you'll be dead if you don't treat it. So, I mean, I'm guessing that there are those that, uh, that are ultra venomous that are actually quite lethal and there's those that, uh, you know, uh, may have venom but are not really, um, really lethal to human beings and even the ones that are really lethal to human beings after the development of, of anti-venom for a lot of those snakes the the number of fatalities from these snake bites has dropped significantly so yeah if you if you're bitten and you go to a hospital there then chances are you're going to be fine however there are some species of snakes out there that there's no anti-venom for them so and those those are uh, extremely few there's not that many of them out there sure so that's that's some scary stuff out there but nonetheless i mean i think snakes have have received uh, a bad uh, rap one is i think it's just their physiology it's just the way they look i mean what what do they the popular term for them is is uh, a face with a with a tail or something you know personally i i've always been terrified by anything long thin and slithery even a harmless worm and you know the the shape of the of the snake is just is just i don't know we just find it repulsive as as human beings it is and for the longest time since you know the ancient humans and things snakes have always been a symbol of, of danger snakes Absolutely. have always been like a symbol of either danger or evil and it's because of that that those kinds of things sort of led to snakes always having even with us today snakes having this this negative kind of stigma attached to them this like you see a snake and immediately your mind starts ringing danger you know this thing is going to hurt me yeah i mean it's it's almost natural and then there's you know what what adds impetus to that is the biblical story of you know adam and eve adam alayhi salam and hawa when the when the when shaitan appeared to them according to the Bible, he appeared in the form of a snake. There is absolutely no uh, mention of this in the Quran, that, you know, he appeared in the form of a snake. But again, that was, uh, it was a, uh, you know, it, it gave impetus to this whole negativity around uh, the snakes. So that established snakes as not just dangerous, but also cunning and, and you know, evil. and evil. 
but i mean uh, you know i think after doing the research for this episode and i think our listeners will agree after this that snakes are really fascinating creatures and they are something that that we can really marvel at and that above everything that they do exist they are in this world and the creator definitely had some reason for putting them onto this planet he had some reason for creating them you know it's like einstein says god is not arbitrary meaning that allah taala didn't just do things whimsically because he could you know there's a reason for everything and everything serves a purpose which we may not know but it does serve some purpose i mean you know uh, as much as i mentioned earlier on that we 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 are uh, we find the shape of a snake that long slithery slimy body of the snake uh, repulsive but really it's a miracle of creation because i mean think about it how how amazing it is that allah taala fitted all the organs of this creature from its head to its toe all the organs including the muscles including the skeleton including the digestive system including respiratory system reproductive system blood circulation system everything is neatly compacted into this long tubular shape and when a snake eats the food goes through that you know that tubular body so it's not that everything is like compacted in there it's yes it's compacted but there's also space for uh it's it's digestive tract you know so it's like almost a a, a hollow tube and uh the food passes through that tube so it's it's really fascinating when you think about it and then think about this right it doesn't have hands and legs i mean how does this creature survive without hands and legs can you imagine life without arms and legs you know it's we'd we'd be we'd be i mean completely useless but allah taala has adapted it adapted the snake for a life without uh arms and legs and they are super super well adapted i mean they move faster than us some of them they can uh they can climb trees they can swim as we, i mean we we researched earlier on so really snakes are as much as you know we find them repulsive but they really are a, a, a you know amazing they are a miracle of a miracle of of creation now tell us where do we find snakes is there any way in the world or rather that there aren't snakes so uh from what we know snakes are found on every single continent except antarctica which is very similar to spiders spiders as well are found everywhere except antarctica is there anything found in antarctica and all that snow There are penguins and things found in Antarctica oh, as well right. and seals but living on the ice itself like creatures like snakes you don't find because obviously mm. those conditions are too harsh for most creatures to survive. All right. And snakes are also fo- uh, there's also a few islands out there where snakes are are not present. Most famously would be New Zealand. New Zealand has a snake population of 0. Oh, you mean there's no snakes in New Zealand? Cool. Well, not exactly. There's no terrestrial snakes that permanently live on New Zealand, but an island like New Zealand is frequently visited by sea snakes. So they still get their their share of snakes. Okay, so snakes sea snakes are our are not eels, they are normal snakes. Okay, they are just like they are normal reptile snakes. They need to breathe air, but they live in the ocean. So every now and then obviously they need to come back to the surface to breathe to get a breath of air 
and then they dive down. And those snakes are so perfectly uh, adapted to living in in the water that they struggle on land. Like uh, many of these snakes find it difficult to even move or on land. They That's need to be in the water. That's very interesting. Okay, now let's talk about snake sizes, right? I mean, that's uh, something that fascinates me is the diversity of different sizes of snakes among these uh, three or four thousand species that we know. Uh, what's the biggest? You know, we don't actually know which snake grows to be the biggest. It's a bit of a, of a uh, topic that, that a lot of discussion has gone into and a lot of research, but we can't determine which snake grows the longest for a number of reasons. Firstly, snakes never stop growing. As long as they live, they keep eating and they keep growing. Obviously, once they pass a certain age and they be- become adults, their, ro- their growth rate, uh, rate slows down significantly. Mm-hmm. So they grow mm-hmm. a lot slower, but they still continue to grow. So the older the snake is, the longer it, it, it can be. Okay, so when you talk about this continuous, uh, unending growth of a snake, um, I mean, obviously the snake has organs, it has a bone structure. When the snake continuous grow, continues growing, uh, does it grow more uh, vertebra? Does it uh, grow more muscles? Or do the existing skeletal structure and the existing organs just stretch and get bigger? Uh, it, the existing skeleton structure and organs just grow, much like a, a, a child growing to be an adult. They don't develop new bones and things. It's just those bones continue to grow and expand, and that leads to to growth. That's Singular interesting. Growth. That's interesting. So, uh, like a baby to a man, there's no additional bones uh, that uh, that uh, the child develops. It's born with all the bones that it needs. It's just that everything grows proportionately bigger. Correct. And if humans didn't stop growing, then I mean we can continue growing in proportion. I mean, I was just reading an article yesterday about Andre the Giant. This guy used to he 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 passed away, I think, in nineteen in the late nineteen eighties, and he had this growth uh, syndrome. You know, where his his growth hormones um, they they continued to uh, cause his body to to grow even after he reached full size. And this guy was huge. I mean, he, uh, so just about the age where normal people stopped growing, he just continued growing for another, I don't know, 20 or so years. And if you look at him, just his first, I, I saw a picture of him with Muhammad Ali. Now, Muhammad Ali was a huge person. I met him personally. And he was huge, you know, being a boxer and everything. Uh, this guy's first was the size almost of Muhammad Ali's head. That's how big this guy was. So, I mean, that's, that you know gives us a sense of uh, the snakes and the the continuous growth. Okay, so I mean it's hard to tell, but what how much do we know about the biggest snakes in the world, and what do we know currently the known biggest snakes in the world? Well, the known biggest snakes in the world. There's three contenders. We have the reticulated python, the Burmese python, and the green anaconda. Now, unfortunately, all three of those snakes are extremely elusive. If they don't want to be found, it's going to be extremely difficult to find them. Why so? Because although they're so big and they, they, they're massive, but they are masters at hiding and camouflage. Now remember, these snakes, they eat once every couple of months. 
So they come out, they hunt, they catch an, a, a huge size meal, depending on the size of the snake, and then they go and, and hibernate somewhere. Mm, and underground. Underground, in, under a rock, in a cave. And because of that, it makes it so hard to find. And the bigger the snake is, the bigger the meal it can take, the longer it's going to stay in hiding before mm. coming out again. And all of these snakes live in dense jungles. Like if you look at the green anaconda, for example, it lives in one of the largest jungles in the world, the Amazon, the Amazon rainforest. So because of that, it makes it even harder. So imagine trying to catch this giant snake in, in, in a forest like that. Mm. Trying to find one even is, is a mission. But if after you find it, that's the least of your problems. Then you've got to try to measure it either there or try and capture it and take it somewhere else to measure it's not an easy task. Mm, mm, so because mm. of this, we don't actually know which snake grows to be the longest, but um, the reticulated python is generally considered to, to be the longest. Okay. It's, there's rumors of uh, reticulated pythons reaching lengths of upwards of 10 meters in length. Okay, so give us, give us, I mean, 10 meters sounds a lot, but give us some context. How big is 10 meters compared so to something? So if you have uh, six fully grown adult males lying down in a straight line, that would be the length of these rumored snakes. Wow. Six men lying end to end. That Correct. Is huge. So that's huge. That but huge. rest easy, those are just rumors, and they have never been a confirmed snake at that length. I mean, that's the, the thing about rumors, right? So a lot of rumors are rooted in, in fact. Correct. But the, lo the lar longest reticulated python that was reli somewhat reliably measured uh, measured only about 7.9 meters. Uh, just short of 8 meters. Correct. Wow, so that's a relief. <laughs> so that's about the length of about four and a half men lying yeah, down. As if, you know, that's any better than... Then ten, uh, eight meters is any less than ten meters. I mean, you see this eight meter long, slithery giant coming towards you. What you, what do you do except you know just run for your life? All right. Um, now those are the three biggest snakes or longest snakes in the world. Right. Uh, if you're looking at, at weight wise, then the green anaconda is generally accepted to be the heaviest because although it might not grow as long, but it's a lot girthier okay what sort of girth we're we looking at well it, it depends on on the length of the snake but it's huge it's like you know a person lying down and you see the the girth of the person a large enough uh, green anaconda can reach uh, widths like that wow so, so you're looking huge. at what like like a diameter of 30 centimeters or more it could be and wow. that's not fat that's all muscle, muscle just pure muscle for for crushing muscle. and and constricting so firstly those muscles help the snake to move so although it's it's quite large it can move fast it can swim the green anaconda is an expert swimmer and spends a lot of its time in water i've actually seen videos of you know people on the amazon river going in their boats and then they they see this huge anaconda uh, in the water it's absolutely terrifying because the third thing they use their muscles for is actually constricting prey. So they don't have venom. So they can't bite their prey and wait for it to die and then eat it. They got to tackle their prey, grab it, wrap around it, and then squeeze it so that it dies. Oh, wow. Now, okay. the, these snakes are, again, I mean, if you just take the green anaconda, in their habitat, their prey items will include capybara which is the largest rodent in the world. It grows to about the size of a, of a medium-sized sheep. And they also share that habitat with jaguars. And 
they find the jaguar and they're big enough they'll they'll eat that jaguar they'll eat the jaguar Correct. okay but a jaguar can defend itself with its with its claws and it can but if the snake is fast enough and strong enough the jaguar won't know what hit it okay yes all right and let's go to the other end of the spectrum the world's smallest snakes what what sizes are we looking at okay the the, the smallest snake in the world is is thought to be the barbarous thread snake now thread snakes in general are quite small but the barbarous thread snake takes it to the next level and at maximum it's been recorded to only 10.4 centimeters okay 10.4 that's like one third the size of a of a ruler that's that's tiny now i mean think about the numbers right the largest snake in the world was rumored to be 10 meters and then you got the smallest known snake in the world and that one measures just 10 centimeters 10 centimeters it's quite I mean, it's it's funny numbers that it, it's a coincidence that these numbers are like that but it's just humorous that they are but i mean it, it's it's miraculous it's it's allah taala's uh, might and his his greatness that i mean he can create a, a creature so huge and then another one so small but they're the exact same species uh what well, this one is probably thin as a as a noodle also i mean if you're holding up a, a 10 centimeter piece of spaghetti uh, that probably resembles the snake All i mean right. if you see it even you might just confuse it for a worm it'll look almost identical to to a worm especially because it'll probably share the same habitat it'll live under rocks and under logs hiding from from potential predators when you're that small everything wants to eat you yeah i can see why so what what do these tiny snakes eat They're opportunistic, so again, they'll eat probably worms or small insects and ant larvae that they find in under rocks and in caves. Are they venomous? Fortunately, not. They, as the smallest and the largest snakes in the world, are, are non-venomous. They are both constrictors, so right. they need to grab hold of their prey. They got to squeeze it till it, it passes out or dies, and then they swallow it whole. And these little ones, how do they? What's their their tactic for hunting? probably really similar they they're going to be hunting creatures that are infinitely smaller than them a, a mm. lot smaller than them like you know little worms little ants and spiders things like that okay so pr- probably their tactic is to creep up on their prey uh, and or to jump the prey like like how lions or cheetahs would hunt correct. and they then just grab them stealth and speed swallow them whole all right and uh, the, the 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 normal size snakes now i mean the ones in between what what do they what does their diet typically consist of uh well the snake's diet varies greatly comp- uh, depending on where they are in the world and even the individual species of snakes like you get certain snakes that only eat a specific creature and they won't take anything else as as far as they can help it an example would be here in in, in durban it's a really common snake the black-headed centipede eater guess what it eats centipedes centipedes it, and it, as far as it can help it it'll only eat uh, centipedes so the centipedes in durban i never knew that okay that's something new i learned that's interesting no now the, that snake will only eat centipedes but generally a, a favorite for for most snakes would be rodents so okay. you're looking at things like mice and rats and uh, you know even possums where they found snakes generally love those kinds of things so a favorite for i think if you had to a staple diet for snakes it'll probably be rodents and maybe even birds most popular rodents and birds even when they can't catch a bird anyways we i'm looking at the timer now we we've run out of time and yet there's so much more to to discuss um 
I mean, the hunting tactics, the venom, um, uh, what, what to do if you see a snake. And I think very important in this one, I'm excited about the physiology of a snake, what goes on inside its body, what's what's its structure like. So uh, I think that will come up in the the following episodes. Anyways, folks, that's all we have time for today. I'm your host, Bilal Katrada. And I'm your co-host, Talha Katrada. And this has been another episode of The Amazing Beauty of Creation.